Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, we're lucky to have with us today one of my favorite people in sports. John Lynch is in his second year as a 49ers general manager. Of course, you know him as the Bucks and Broncos Pro Bowl safety and Super Bowl 37 champion. Uh, who is in both teams' ring of honor. I had a chance to talk to him about how defensively challenged the NFL is, how he went from being a broadcaster at Fox to the Niners' GM, his trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and the ACL injury that was a blow to their season, as well as his thoughts about returning to Tampa Bay on Sunday. We got all that and more in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. In a moment, my conversation with John Lynch, but first... Hey, folks, it's it's the holiday season. You know this, right? Christmas is right around the corner. Well, you've got to take advantage of our deals at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. They want you to have the best holiday season ever while shopping at Continental. So for our listeners only, my friend Andy is offering a limited time 20% off all jewelry purchases. Now, they already have the best prices to begin with. You're not going to find these in the shopping malls, and you get 20% off. So whether you seek a statement piece like a gorgeous diamond necklace, or maybe you're on the quest to find that perfect engagement ring. You know, Christmas Eve is a good time to get engaged, and he will give you his undivided attention. So come to Continental Wholesale Diamonds today, and you score big with 20% off all your jewelry purchases. It's where I shop, Continental Wholesale Diamonds. They're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. I just want to start with, I don't know if you caught the Rams-Chiefs game at all. I know you're busy, but... What is it? What does a former Pro Bowl safety think of, of watching a game that ends up fifty four fifty one? Well, you know, I you wake up today and driving in, people are asking, "Is this the greatest regular season game in the history of the NFL?" And, and uh, I think someone like me thinks absolutely not. You know, those are some of those Buck games that were nine seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the the game is changing. There's no doubt about it. I think. Um, Every time I get frustrated about defensive play, I, I look, they, they've got, uh, and this isn't an out, but there's more to deal with. I, I think a couple of things come to mind for me. I, you watch those two teams last night, um, you know, with some of this, you know, the fly sweep, some of the trickle up things that have come from the high school and college game, you know, right. it, it's always been. Uh, offensive have always been mindful about stretching you vertically. I think now just as much as getting stretched vertically, now you're being stretched horizontally, sideline to sideline with the fly sweeps. You know, we do it with the zone, the zone and the boot off the zone. Um, But you throw some of these fly sweeps and the motions that are off of that, you're, you're stretched both vertically and horizontally. Players are in space more than ever. Um, because of time restrictions and all that guys aren't as good at tacklers because they haven't been fundamentally taught as well. And then all, you know, any intimidation, uh, you know, um, that came with being able to put on film that, Hey, if anyone entered your zone, they were going to do so at their own risk. Um, that's essentially, um, been eliminated from the game. I remember when I first was a safety at Stanford, 
you know, my senior year, Ronnie Lott coming and talking with me because Bill Walsh was our coach and saying, Hey, you know, there's, it, it's just part of your job that you put on film that people can't come in your zone and not pay a price. And when you do that, half your, half the battles won before the game ever starts. Well, that's essentially any fear intimidation has been eliminated from the game because of these rules. And so you put all that together, um, and uh, it's very tough on defenses. Not that it can't be done. You know, how do you how do you counteract that? I think pass rush is still the great equalizer. You know, when you can, you know, you see Khalil Mack's uh, impact on the Bears when you have a force that can't be stopped. That's a great equalizer. Um, there's still things. You can still play good defense, but there are more factors that contribute to all this offense, along with all the other rules that are stacked against the defenses. <laughs> I think of the greatest show on turf that you played in the NFC Championship game against the Rams, and just exactly what you said, uh, you guys hit them um, early and often, and it, and it did sort of dissuade. And in fact, you guys were leading that game what six to five um, until about four minutes to go. So I mean, you you probably couldn't have that same impact on a, on an offense like that now. I th- I think that's true. I you know I do. I do caution people, though, and I think things go in cycles. Right now, there's some new concepts, some of this, as I said, the trickle-up stuff. I think in sure. another year or two, defenses will have a better feel uh, as to how, to how to counteract that. I remember one of the things that um, Gruden, you know, re- where he really challenged us to be better, and it worked. I mean, we did kind of what we did, but then we played the Rams. And, and remember, at the time um, – you know, they were doing some shifting, motioning, but they would do it at warp speed. And so really what they were doing, they were dictating the defenses. Like we would have to check out of whatever we were in and play old, good old faithful cover two. And Gruden came in and said, no, we got to be able to play our call. Well, and so we're dictating to them. And so he challenged us. But more importantly, he ran an offense that did similar things, shift motions, where we practiced against it a whole off season, we got better because we could play what we were called. And so instead of them dictating to us, we started dictating to them a little. So I do think, you know, some of that will be there, but I do think the deck is that, or the, the, the deck is stacked against defenses just with all the rules. And I think of this, you know, the inability to be able to really be physical on people. Um, you know, for instance, I remember broadcasting a game talking with Aaron Rodgers because the, the old rule was, you know, receivers first man to man continued to run. If they're running like a shallow cross, they ran, you wouldn't stop because the guy's following you in zone, they would sit and, you know, quarterbacks would throw it low and away. And I I remember watching green Bay film probably five years ago and saying, Aaron, you, you know, I'm noticing your guys versus zone aren't stopping anymore. And he goes, you know, John, with all these rules, we figure why do it? They're protected. Mm -hmm. Why not catch it on the run? And, we're putting a premium on yards after catch. So, so why would you stop? You can't be hit anymore. And so offensive guys are thinking like that. I think receivers are thinking the same way. And so there are some things that are real that are, that are tough to deal with, but it wasn't long ago, a couple of years ago, Seattle and that, you know, the Legion of boom defense, we're holding people to 16 points per game. And that's hard to remember when you had two teams over 50 (laughs) um, yesterday, but it was, that was just, three four years ago so we'll see yeah 
Yeah, I had a player, O.J. Howard, tell me, and he's only in his second year at Alabama, that when he runs those those crossing routes, he has no fear that he's going to get hit. So, yeah. you know, you got a guy that's 6'5", 252 pounds that can run. Um, that's, that's, that's a weapon. Do you have to draft a little different because of these wild card abilities, whether, you know, the, the, the Tyree kills or I mean, the guys that can, can split wide? They're, they normally would be third down running backs, but you're seeing them you know, go outside the hash marks now and, and create matchup problems? I think you do. Um, I think you do. There's probably more, um, you know, like I said early on, pass rush is the great equalizer. You're looking at what the Rams are doing, and they're sure. not suffocating sure. people. But in fourth in the fourth quarter last night was a perfect oh, yeah. example. You know, as many yards as got put up on them, they, I think they, they turned, they made Mahomes turn it over four or five times. And, you know, I think sure. the pass rush, the cumulative effect of being around him, it wears on people. And so while they gave up a ton of yards, they're able to make plays when needed. And, and so mm-hmm. um, I think things like that, that, you know, that was as important when I played, but I do think you have to be, and I think certain type of players a Tyree kill, you know, there's a premium there always has been, but on speed and athleticism, and sure. so consequently on defense, you better be able to match that. You you better find players that can play in space and and do some of those things. John, I know you told this story before. Maybe you can give us the abridged version. But for people in Tampa Bay that were maybe unaware that you even had these aspirations, you you know you called Falcons games uh, when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for Fox as one of their you know the top broadcast team there, um, but. I, I, it's kind of unique how how this kind of evolved. I mean, you knew Kyle obviously, and and he was either interviewed or or going to get the San Francisco job. When did you when did you really start thinking about being a general manager? You know, I used to think about it when I played. Um, I uh, yeah, I, one thing that struck me is when I was playing like draft day. It used to drive Linda crazy. Like, are you kidding me? You're going to stay <laughs> home for three days and watch a draft? Like we do this all year. And you got an opportunity to be with your kids. And, and, you know, I always took that seriously. And I'd say, hey, well, let's all watch it together. And she'd be like, are you kidding me? Um, And so, you know, and I would try to, you know, like the old mock stuff. But, um, you know, I I would sit there and try to predict the the fourth round, you know. And and she eventually just grew to just, like, deal with it. That was, you know, it was like a (laughs) – some some people it's the NCAA tournament time. The time she just had to grin and bear it was draft day because I'd always liked doing that. And then, you know, when I was living in Denver, um, you know, became close with Elway, and he was he was uh, obviously came from a background similar and and took over the Broncos, and he and I were were good buddies then. And and so right from the very beginning, he'd always just every year he said, "Hey, help me out. Give me another set of eyes. Take a look at this." You know, and then he'd send me a, a, you know, could you, could you study the safeties this year? Could you study the DBs? And then that morphed into, hey, why don't you come in and do a whole offseason uh, with us? And so I think that kind of then gave me um, a look of kind of what the job entailed, what, what it looked like. Because when you play, you really don't know. Um, you kind of go about your job. And you see those guys around the building, but you don't know what they're doing all day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think I learned there what it was. And I think that challenge intrigued me. I was having a great time broadcasting. I was, um, you know, working myself up the up the ladder. Um, 
you know, to where it's, I think some really, you know, top level opportunities were going to come my way um, Thursday night, you know, that I think that we had a good shot of doing that, you know, the Monday night, you know, that could have been an option, but um, like I tell people, I was loving what I was doing, but kind of, you know, I think like a lot of people, I take inventory often and the, um, the bug just wasn't completely gone. And as much as I loved what I was doing in broadcasting, I think every year at the end, I would say, ah, it's awesome. But, and there, there was little, you know, that football bug, the competing, wanting to be a part of a team, um, that, that was missing a little. And this thing just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it, it started with, you know, me doing a lot of Atlanta Falcons games, uh, growing to have a great appreciation for what Kyle, how he went about his job. I thought he was just incredibly imaginative. Um, everything fit his run game married with his pat, you know, with his, with his play action game and everything made sense. And I, I would learn football when I would talk to him and, you know, I came to know that he would, you know, he'd bounce ideas off me and kind of the same thing. And, and so, um, you know, it came to know that, Hey, he was a, a, a favorite to land this job. And, you know, one day I called to congratulate him on, on, they won in the playoffs against, uh, they hosted Seattle in the, in the, um, the wild, not the wild card, the championship round and, um, um, divisional round, excuse me. And I called after the game to, to congratulate him. And, um, then said, Hey, it, it looks like things are going well with the San Fran. And yet, you know, he was focused on what he was doing with Atlanta, but saying, yeah, you know, that is, and that's an exciting opportunity. I'm just struggling to find someone. I want to find a GM I can work with that I'm, I'm like-minded with. And I kind of threw out a like, Hey, what, you know, what about me? And, uh, you know, he, it was one of those things where we hung up and he called back like, you know, the next day and said, Hey, would you really ever consider that? Like you're, you're doing great at your job. Why would you ever want to do that? And, uh, <laughs> and next thing, you know, I'm saying, Hey, for the, for the right guy. And I think you could be that Kyle, you know, I, I think, you know, we'd have to sit down and talk more, but, uh, next thing, you know, I'm talking to the owner here and, um, you know, flying up and meeting, flying cross country to Atlanta, meeting with Kyle. And like by that, that was a Friday by the next Tuesday, I was the GM of the, of the Niners. So, um, it was a whirlwind to say the least and I, I'm enjoying it. Um, the, the, the challenge of the job is, uh, is real. Um, and, uh, hasn't come as quickly as we would have liked, but, uh, I think we're making great progress and excited about where this organization's going. Was there one, was there anything that, that surprised you the most about this job that, that, that I know you, you know, you were around football and pro football long enough to kind of understand yeah. what your responsibility was. There, was it, is it, you know, your time, uh, you know, constraints or just what was it that, because uh, I've had GMs tell me that they're surprised how much comes across their desk that's not football related. Yeah, just the totality of it. I mean, right um, before I just talked to you, I went in for like a six month budget review. You know? <laughs> and so that's everything that, uh, you know, and they break it down. But you're responsible for things like that. Um, in a way, I tell people, you know, do I have to quit, cut sweet deals, you know, with people? No, that's not my job. We have a business department. Um, but when you're a football organization, everything touches football. And so, yeah. you know, what is my job? It's to help create the vision, you know, that uh, for this place. Um, and so that means 
everything touches football in some form or fashion. And um, so, yes, everything comes by your desk. Um, and um, and so I think the the totality of the job um, and all that goes into it, and that's why it's so time-consuming. And even when you're off, you're not off because you're always getting a call. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a challenge. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's so competitive. Um, and, you know, part of, probably one of my biggest challenges is come – you know, as much as, you know, you're part of something and you're building something like come game day, I can't do a dang thing. That's a helpless feeling for me because I'm always used to <laughs> being able to sure. have a hand in the outcome. And uh, that's all done. It's that's always ongoing. But, you know, come when, once that whistle kicks off, there's not a darn thing I can do. So that's that's been a tough challenge for me. How <laughs> you deal with yeah. that? Yeah, I bet. And uh, but one of the things you did do was secure what well, looks to be a franchise quarterback. We'll talk about his injury in a minute. But how did the deal for Jimmy Garoppolo coming back? I mean, you got him for a second-round pick, which I would think people would think was a great deal for the 49ers. You know how important quarterbacks are in this league. Um, you must have felt really good about that deal. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's been well-documented. Um, I think it was really we pursued him early our first year. We really didn't have a quarterback. We, we you know, we uh, – and Kyle and I, from our very first meeting, we got to find that guy at, at, at the court. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market quarterback position we knew there were some high profile free agents uh coming up we knew the one thing that why this was an attractive job other than being the san francisco 49ers an iconic brand um the place was kind of depleted but they were going to have a bunch of cash and cap at their disposal um because they uh you know they, they that's just where the place was and so we knew we would be able to do something we said hey when you just study teams that are successful, you know, for years, the the Patriots are still competing every year. The Colts, when I was playing, were competing every year because they had that guy. And you, I think what it does, it gives you a chance each and every year. It doesn't ensure you of anything, but it gives you a chance. So we knew we, we wanted that. So we looked at a bunch of different avenues from the draft to free agency to trades and um, you know, early on in that first year, I remember, you know, I was familiar with Jimmy from doing Patriot games. I did all the Patriot games uh, for Fox. Uh, you know, I think it's since been fixed, but Troy Aikman and Bill didn't really see eye to eye. Um, and so <laughs> the number one team would usually go to New England, but Troy, you know, Troy didn't want to. So <laughs> uh, I would end up getting all the Pat, Pats games because I had a good relationship with Bill. And, and uh, so I went in there and, and, you know, when you're at practices, you see a guy throwing the ball like incredibly impressive. And so you ask questions, hey, tell me about this guy. And they tell you a little bit about him. And so we made a call the first year about Jimmy's availability. It was quickly rebuffed. Um, because they believed in him so much. Somewhere along the line, that changed, and an opportunity came to us, um, and we jumped at it. And, uh, you know, I think um, 
we we felt like it was well worth a, a second round pick to ha- to possibly have that guy. We didn't know, you know, Kyle had studied him a lot and loved his talent, but you don't know everything else about the guy. So the one thing we did commit to was like, we think this is worth it in and of itself to bring him in here for the second half of a year and see what we have in him. But we're not committing that this is our guy moving forward. And really what we did, we gave him an audition for the rest of the year to see where it was going to go. And we had a lot of options. We could franchise him. You know, we could, we could, you know, move on from him. We could do a long-term deal. But Jimmy really, you know, I think the effect he had on our organization, he came in and he made everybody better. You know, our defense started playing better. Our offense obviously started playing better and uh, gave us enough belief that we had our guy that we – we kind of went in with the mindset at some point uh, everybody was on board. Let's go, let's go try to lock him in long-term. We did. And, and um, you know, unfortunately he, he got hurt this year um, and that's, that's affected us uh, in a big way, but we still know that we have our franchise guy locked up and um, we're, we're really excited about that. Yeah, you won your last five games last season. You were one and one, and then he tears his ACL. So, anytime you lose a starting quarterback like that, um, it's got to be a gut punch. How, how did how did Kyle and yourself um, get the team to to uh, move move forward? Because even though maybe your record isn't what you want it to be, these guys are playing better uh, in areas each week, and and, uh, and and it doesn't seem to be slowing anyone down. Yeah, well, um, you know, that was it was a I think one of Kyle's great talents is he's he's real um with these guys and so I I remember the meeting the next day and um guys, I'm not going to lie to you. This is this is a punch in the gut. We lost our quarterback um and that's going to hurt. It should hurt and it's uh we're going to figure this thing out though. And we got a lot of belief in at the time it was CJ Beathard. Uh now Nick Mullins is playing and um I think the guys genuinely did. Now, you also know that Jimmy's a special talent at that position. So not everything was going to be the same. Um, you know, that something I've long lived by in this league is I think it's an old Bill Parcells quote. You are what your record says you are. So we're two and eight. That's not good enough. It's not good at all. Um, but I think what you were alluding to, we've been in almost every single game. I mean, we, we got to learn to finish. That's our big challenge sure. because I think five, five or six games this year have come down to the last possession we're just not quite there to where we can overcome uh, some of our challenges and, and find a way to put people away. And that's where we've got to get better. But our, our team is fighting and um, we just, we got to learn to finish. A um, couple guys I want to ask you about. You, you mentioned Nick Mullins. He was actually the quarterback at Southern Miss for the Bucks offensive coordinator uh, in Todd Munkin. Undrafted guy from what uh, you know, just you know, is has really shown a lot of poise in this in this position, right? He has, and um, you know, he got an opportunity. CJ was struggling a little bit. Uh, we had a short week, a Thursday night, and CJ banged his hand and wrist, and so um, was cleared for the game. But we didn't feel he was struggling to grip a ball. Nick got his opportunity, and Nick's one of these guys that you know, throughout the draft process, um, you know, really came onto our radar. Um, and you always, you know, target guys, Hey, at the end of the draft and in free agency, these are guys we really like. And our quarterback coach, you know, we scouted them and our scouts down there did a great job. He started four years, uh, broke a lot of, uh, 
of uh, Favre's records down there at Southern Miss. Um, did a lot of great things uh, and played with a grit and rhythm and toughness. And um, our quarterback coach, Rich Scrangarulo, really took a liking to him. And so we took kind of a, you know, people use the 30 visits where, at, you know, after the combine and all that, you can invite 30 players in and to learn more about them. Typically, it's for high profile players that you have some questions about. Um, we, we took a step of bringing Nick Mullins in because we wanted to, we wanted to learn more about him. And, uh, I remember getting called down that he was here and ready to meet with Kyle and I, and Kyle and I were in his office and we came out to see Nick and he was in this, he had dressed up, he was in a suit and, uh, <laughs> you know, he looked like a 15 year old intern, <laughs> he was, you know, he had like, we were going, all right, where, where's Mullins? And we were giving Skangarulo a hard time, but then we went and visited with him and, you just learn the kid's got some special attributes to him. He loves football. He's got a, a immense football IQ and everything that people had said about him at Southern Miss, um, you know, and, 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 you know, was he talented enough? We didn't, you know, he, we didn't know, but he did some things we liked and all the intangibles were there. And then he's a guy, he just works so hard. So he came in here and we knew, okay, we got a good practice squad quarterback who we think we can develop. And he got better every single day and his teammates respect him immensely because of the way he goes about his work. And so much of this league, um, is being ready when you get your opportunity. And Nick Mullins is a great example. He was ready when his opportunity came. I use it with my kids all the time. Hey, you know, Jake's a, a kid red shirting at Stanford, but Jake don't waste a day. That's what Nick Mullins was playing scout team safety this time last year because we didn't have enough guys. And uh, Kyle did something in a, in a team meeting where he showed the guys, Hey, I went back in the film to see what Nick was doing a year ago today. And this was a mm -hmm. week ago. And, there he was running scout team safety, but then he showed him after practice working for 40 minutes and showed the time stamp on the video of, uh, of That's Nick great. out there grinding at quarterback. And so it's a great example for a lot of guys that be ready when your opportunity comes. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing a nice job for us. Another guy that was ready was Matt Breida, who's from here at Nature's Coast. Um, Matt's uh, made some plays for you this year. He's been great. Um, you know, he's probably one of our most improved players. Um, he, he's another guy that our, uh, our scouts and coaches uh, really highlighted. And uh, we wanted him in our building. We thought about drafting him late. Um, you know, some, sometimes when a player, a talented player slips, there's always a reason behind it. They had a coaching change at Georgia Southern. And they didn't feature him as much. He, you know, he went from like almost six yards to carry his junior year to like three, three point nine or something is his um his senior year and but we we watched that film and we felt like he was a great one cut runner which we you know w which we covet in our scheme and he had some measurables you know in terms of his speed and power um that although he was a little smaller we felt like he could have success in this system and so we we pursued him hard and um we got him he did he did well as at the end of his rookie year and then that carried over and he he's a kid who constantly um improves he works um neat family adoptive parents there in tampa area um and uh you know that he's just a, a tremendous kid we're really proud of the work he's doing and think he's going to be a part of us for a long time your biggest influence in 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 the game i mean you played for bill walsh and tony dungy that's a pretty good start mm -hmm. right there did, did you pick up any uh, just major tenets about the best way to build to build a team 
Well, I think Tony, um, gosh, so much about just, you know, your actions. Uh, it's not so much about what you say, it's your actions. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about, you know, the, the, you know, the responsibility that you have in your community aside from playing football, all those things. I mean, so much from Tony, but also some old principles. Um, you know, one of the nice things about, and you know, when you're two and eight, everyone, everyone's catching heat. Our defensive coordinator, Robert Sala came from that Seattle tree of, of, of defense. And the nice thing for me and Kyle and I talked about this is I can turn on Seattle's tape and, you know, Monty and Monty and Tony and Pete Carroll, they, you know, Monty and, and Pete Carroll coached together for a long time. So a lot of the principles, it's one gap. Um, yep. So I can turn on the film, know where guys are supposed to be intuitively because I know that defense. And so um, that's something that uh, is nice. You know, Bill Walsh, there's so many things. And, and you know, here we are. He, he came up with the 49er way and what made this place a championship organization where everyone wanted to be. And so, yeah, there's, I mean, we, we kind of returned it. Um, and you know, a lot of the what's up on our walls are, are Bill Walsh quotes and it's Ronnie Lott and it's, it's, it's celebrating, um, you know, how this place became an iconic organization and that we've got to earn the right to have our pictures on the walls. And, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of things, uh, Bill Walsh, you know, the one thing I learned, uh, at Stanford, he, it probably wasn't possible, but he strived for perfection each and every day. And those little details, um, when you strive for perfection, if you come a little short, you're still pretty darn good. And that, that has to be the standard. And so those things carry over. Um, but shoot everybody, you know, all your experiences shape who you are. And, you know, I think one of the things that helped Kyle and I is Kyle cut his teeth, you know, working on the defensive side of the ball in Tampa, you know, so a lot of the, um, a lot of the principles that he knows about defense and he is a head coach that I really respect because he's, he's tremendous offensively, but he's got a great idea. And a lot of that goes back to his early days coaching for the bucks. He, he spent a lot of time in the defensive room at Tampa. And so we have similar philosophies from that standpoint as well. Finally, a couple things. Uh, you're in the Ring of Honor in, in uh, for two teams, but uh, Tampa Bay, of course, most recently. And when you walk back, when you walk back into Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, what is that like for you? It's always special. Um, you know that team. We've talked a lot about it, Rick, and um, I, you know, you you feel like, you know, you always want to be um, where you don't have regrets. I, I think. Um, you know, that team has some regrets because we feel like although we had one championship, we left some out there, but we'll always celebrate that one. And I think the journey from where we started and I, you know, I was there in the, in the lean, lean years when I came in in 93 and then to turn it all the way around. Um, you know, we wish we would have won more. We wish we would have won one for coach Dungy. Um, but we're pretty proud of what we did. And there's a really special bond amongst those, those, uh, the players on that team and the guys I speak to all the time, Rondé will do this game, but Rondé is one of my great friends in life as is Derek. And, um, you know, Warren, um, you know, I brought Warren out here to work with our pass rushers last year. And that's, you know, you, you, you create bonds, uh, with people, but that team had a special bond and it had a special bond with our fans that, uh, went beyond football. And, uh, so those, those days will always be special. Um, I'll remember, you know, I remember the first game in Raymond James, <laughs> leaving the old sombrero. You remember so many things and I'm sure there'll be a flood of memories, um, during the course of the game. But I, I just, 
I, I remember all the all the good things. I also remember the struggles of, of what it took to get there, and that in many ways shapes me and allows me to know that, hey, we're going through some rough times, but if you do things the right way, you, you will turn this around as well. You, will you still take your jog by runway 36 right in the patch of grass that used to be the old one buck place? <laughs> I'm sure I'll think about that as as we come in and um you know it's uh it, it's different it was different for me coming in as an opponent with uh with the Denver Broncos uh, I played one preseason game with the uh, Patriots down there uh yeah. th- that was always different and uh, I'm sure this will be different as well and but I've got nothing but fond memories for the people at Tampa they were wonderful to me and my family and and to the to the organization i think the glazer family um and i know there's been some lean years there and people want better but uh they were tremendous to me and my family and so you you don't forget those things and uh, i think there'll be a lot of reflection this week as as we as as we come in there you mentioned your son jake he's a redshirt freshman uh, defensive end at stanford i have to ask you though is he a, still a bigger bucks fan or now is he just completely a 49ers fan he still follows the bucks every week and and, and uh <laughs> yeah, he really does and so um you know it's now he's a college student he's he's doing homework and all those things he's uh, <laughs> you know so i don't think he watches as much but he follows them yeah. you know they're they're all over his phone that's that's something i i think he grew up kind of those years i was talking about that's that's what he grew up in many ways watching and and that sticks with you and i i appreciate uh as much as it was hard for me to take like him rooting for the bucks when i was on the broncos <laughs> um uh <laughs> i appreciate his loyalty and i i think he appreciated that you know that's how we we raised him that the that, and that's always stuck with him so i uh i kind of gotten over hey you know you're supposed to root <laughs> you're supposed to root for our side um i i think uh you know he's a loyal kid and i always appreciate that about him John, you're loyal, too. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. This has been great. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday, man. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you as well, Rick. Thanks. Hey, if you didn't get your fill of football yesterday, we've got a lot more coming your way. What a busy weekend, of course, starts today with a war on I-4. Central Florida visiting USF at Raymond James Stadium. That's going to be a great atmosphere. Then it's rivalry weekend. We've got Florida at Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, USC, the Tampa Bay Lightning, They play the Chicago Blackhawks at home at Emily Arena tonight. So uh, lots to talk about uh, when we talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks for listening. We're here every Monday through Friday. We appreciate you guys being here as well. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. First, Steve Bursnick. Have a great weekend, everybody. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.